0: Welcome to the Black Woman Unfiltered Podcast, a podcast that explores the unfiltered journeys of Black women in discovering their purpose, owning their truth, and embracing their path of self-growth. This podcast encourages Black women to use their voices to reflect on their life experiences and expound on their truths that shape them into the woman they are now. This is Black Women Unfiltered, and I'm your host, Whitney Sam. Today in the guest chair, we have Adrienne Peden a 33-year-old Black woman from San Diego, California, but now lives in Nashville, Tennessee. Adrian received her BA in health education from Ashford University and is now working on her master's at Eastern Michigan University to becoming a licensed registered dietitian nutritionist. During the day, Adrian is a document specialist, but at night she's working on her passion of nutrition. Through school and her nutrition business called Peed and Nutrition, Adrian is a huge animal lover and loves to work out. When asked why nutrition was her passion, she replied, "Nutrition is my passion because I love helping others gain their health back." Let's welcome Adrian to the chair. <laughs> Hi Adrian, welcome to the chair. I am so happy to have you. I'm so excited to get into talking about how you are turning your passion for nutrition into your purpose. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Absolutely. So tell tell my audience a little about a little bit about who Adrian is. All right. So I'm Adrienne. Um, I
1: currently live um, in the countryside of Nashville. i um, been here about a year now after living in California for like 20 plus years. Um, I'm a doc specialist at Crest Honda during the day um, and certified personal trainer at night. Um, I am pursuing I'm working on my master's in human nutrition dietetics, so I can become a a RDN, so a registered dietitian nutritionist. Um, So I'm doing all the good things to go into that, good things and stressful things. Let me just put that there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am a huge animal lover. I currently have 15 animals. Wow. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> Hence, why I live in the countryside of Nashville. Um, I'm a huge food lover, um, which kind of you know brings my interest to being a nutritionist. Um, I'm a foodie. I love anything and everything about food. I'm more of the. I like the science side
0: of food, which sounds crazy, but I'll explain more later. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Thank you for the intro. So, we're gonna start all the way from the beginning and kind of just walk through your journey of, you know, to where you are now to want to become a nutritionist or you are, you know, doing the work to becoming a nutritionist. So, my first question for you is How did you know that you wanted to transition into the health and wellness field? I knew.
1: So I've always been into like sports and very active and fitness and things like that. Um, So I always knew I wanted to get in the physical side of things, um, which is, you know, why I got my BA um, in health education, just to get like, you know, the education side of like nutrition and physical fitness and, you know, becoming a certified personal trainer Um, But as far as like nutrition, I knew when I wanted to learn more about how, you know,
0: food we eat affects the body. Was there a moment that came to mind where you knew that nutrition was a passion to you? Yeah,
1: there was. So I have always been, you know, on the heavier side, like the way just like my body's built um so I always had, you know, a lot of insecurities when it came to that. Like yeah, I've always been, you know, in the fitness and stuff like that. But I think in the beginning when I first started my journey and I didn't know anything about anything, you know, I was just kind of following the crew that I hung out with at the gym and going by what they did, you know, as the passion fell into the fitness side of things, the food, the nutrition side, like it really wasn't there. Like I'm trying to how to explain it. Um, so I wasn't happy. You know, it it, you know, the relationship I had with food was very detrimental, I guess I you can say. Like I j- it got it got to a point where I just hated eating because I got so obsessed. Over the fact that um, anything I ate, like subconsciously, I would think like, oh, I'm going to gain all this weight because I ate like this one piece of fruit. Mm -hmm. So there was a moment where I was just like, I I need to learn how to have a better relationship with food. And in order to do that, I need to learn. I need to learn what all it takes for my body to get to where I need to be. So that's kind of where it kind of took off of that passion of learning what it takes for me, not only to be healthy inside, like internally and externally, but to know, cause people started asking me questions cause they saw, you know, the journey that I was on. So it was more of like, well, I don't want to feed them like a, a bunch of BS. So obviously I need to learn for myself cause if they see me doing something and they want to ask, you know, I'm going to, I want to be able to provide the correct information.
0: So when you talk about how your diet used to be, were you counting calories? Were you doing low carb, high protein? Uh, What kind of diet were you on first before you even learned how to like do a real good nutritionist diet? Oh, girl, I was on everything. Like, when I tell you
1: I've done every diet in the book, like, there was a point where, and I just laugh about it now, but it was so ridiculous. Like, there was a point, I think it was in high school, like my first time, and it was called the cracker diet. Where mm. it came from, I don't know, but it was basically you eat saltine crack, well, unsaltine crackers and water for like two or three, two or three meals, and then you like add in fruit or something like that. And like, you know, Can I tell you how cranky and just mad of at the world I was being on this diet? And I don't even know where it came from. So I didn't really have like, uh, I would say a nutritional diet, I guess, because, you know, for me, it was like, I got obsessive over the wrong things because if that didn't work, I would move to something else because this person did it. Like I was always doing diets that other people were doing that were working for them, but weren't working for me. Mm. And that's where, you know, it took in like I have to take a step back and realize because doing that, I started getting obsessive and it just like, it kind of brought, it kind of started, my depression stage because I always kept thinking like I had it in my mentality like well dang this is working for them how come it's not working for me or it's working for me but how come I can't keep it working for me Mm -hmm. you know so that was a huge huge hit because I would be doing so good and then all of a sudden, I would just stop, and I would fall off, and I would like gain all this weight back, and then I would be depressed about gaining the weight back, and then I would kick back on to something else that didn't, you know. So it was like a, a revolving circle. It was horrible.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like how, basically, like a diet fad. How you know you try this diet, that doesn't work for you. Try that diet. Because I know now there's like keto, there's detoxes, there's cleanses, there's so many things that, you know, society shows us and tells us that we should do and that we should be a certain size. But to go back to you mentioning that, you know, you were depressed, can you kind of walk us through that? What, you know, how the depression started? Was it linked to like your diet and eating? Um, That's a very interesting point.
1: Yeah. So, it kind con- yeah, it started around that. Like I said, like in the beginning, like you know, I was really into the fitness side of things. You know, it got to a point where I was in like the gym for like two or three hours, like with and I call it my fit fam,
0: because
1: mm. um, you know I was always in the gym with them. Um, but you know, like I was losing all this weight and stuff, but I wasn't happy internally. Like, and I mean. Being happy internally for me was like I was getting all these results, but I wasn't, you know, the nutrition side of things didn't um, wasn't making me happy because I got scared um, to a point where I didn't even want to eat anymore. Mm. So it became and it became obsessive to a point where. Like I was literally scared to eat something nutritionally balanced because Mm -hmm. I was so focused on that, you know, messing up my goals that I already had set for myself. And yeah. And so I was, instead of listening to what worked for my body, I was listening to what society said I needed to be at.
0: For you, when was that moment where you shifted your mindset to, I need to eat what's right for me and my body type and letting go of the societal standards? When I looked in the mirror one day
1: and I was just like, it sounds bad saying it now, but it woke me up. Mm. So I literally stood in the mirror and was just looking at my body and it was just like, I hate myself. Like, Mm -hmm. I hate the way I look. I hate this. I hate that. Like literally depicting myself from limb to limb on everything I did not like. And like back then when I was like 130, 135 pounds, I thought I was fat. Mm. So that, you know, that being said, you know, having that dark, deep mentality of just hatred for my body turned into a deeper, darker, that that path of going downhill of depression, because it was like, I, I almost felt stuck. Like, I didn't know where to go. Like, I didn't know where to reach out to. Like, all my friends, you know. You know, they were very heavily supplemented. Well, friends at the time, let me back that up. Friends at the time, (laughs) they were very heavily supplemented and supplemented as far as like fat burners and, you know, this pill and that pill. And that's all I knew. Like, that's all I knew what to do at the time. It's like, okay, well, I'm just going to take this pill because then it helps you shred fat and this, that, and the third, like, that's the mentality, like obsessive mentality I started having. So I literally had to take a step back and be like, "Okay, listen, Adrian, this is obviously not working for you because it's giving you getting you in a deeper, darker hole that you don't need to be in. Right. So I think at that point, you know, just becoming obsessive over the wrong things and going back to doing what everybody else is doing and not, you know, learning what works for you, which a lot of us, you know, nowadays do like, you know, Heavily on social media, you know, you see all these different phase diets, and you want to try in all these challenge groups, and this, that, and the third. But you know, that isn't always for everybody. It works, yeah, it works to get you jump started. But are you? Can you really see yourself doing that for the rest of your life?
0: That is so true. I love a good weight loss challenge. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, because it's like money motivated, but I do. I love a good weight loss challenge. I love a good I love a good cleanse, but I think you're right. It's the mentality that has to change behind these cleanses and these um challenges and things of that sort, especially because of the the images that we're sending women or the the marketing and the messaging that we're sending that you know, quick and fast weight loss and quick and fast results especially with Instagram like you know people post their before and after pictures but losing weight like the I've done it losing weight the right way it takes time like yeah losing weight one to two pounds a week is healthy not like 20 pounds in three weeks that's crazy that's like really bad
1: Right. And that's, and that's all we see on social media. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. even me sometimes, like I'm guilty of it. Like I'll do like a before and after and, you know, give a little motivational thing. But it's like, if you've been following me from the beginning, you've seen me fall. Like I'll go, I'll go ham for a couple months and then I'll fall off and you won't Mm -hmm. see me and I'll I'll just disappear. And then I'll come back and then I'll fall off. And I like it. It has been years that I've been doing that you know emotional roller coaster, and finally, like i I mentioned on mentioned it on one of my posts um I think last year, the year of chaos, it finally after all these years it's just crazy to think about after all these years, something and I can't even explain what something just clicked and was just like you know, as far as as far as you've come, you're still doing it for other people other than yourself. Mm-hmm. So going back to the depression thing, you know, it still plays a part of my journey. And instead, but it it kind of plays a good part because I always I'm able to pick myself out of it because I have learned that depression doesn't define who I am as a person. Absolutely. You know, I have my days. Some days I don't want to do anything. Some days I don't want to talk to people. I don't, you know, I don't want to be bothered. Like I just want to be in a room by myself with my animals just just chilling with my music on. Mm-hmm. And then other days I wake up and I'm in a great mood. I want to conquer everything. I want to do this, I want to do that. But, you know, it's a and a lot of pe- and a lot of people go through it a lot of people yes. go through it but i don't think it's talked about as much in this society you know you see you know people post on social media what they want you to see but they don't post the back end side mm-hmm. of things mm-hmm. of what it took for you to get there
0: yeah no one posts the failures we talk about that all the time you see perfection which is really imperfection. Mm -hmm. So that, that totally makes sense. And I think right now, you know, even with us being in a pandemic, that's not helping people's mental states. So I totally understand that. But now that you have kind of walked through your depression and you're on your journey of being a nutritionist, what was the first actionable step you took into becoming a nutritionist?
1: So a little bit of a backstory about that. So when I started working on my BA, I kind of started, like I wanted right then and there, like I knew, like, yeah, I wanted to become a nutritionist um, and, you know, start the process on that. However, at the time I was already enrolled to become a health educator. So, you know, you can't go to two schools at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I actually started, so I was at Ashford and I had started at Eastern Michigan back in, I think, 2015, 2016. And then I guess as, you know, financial aid finally caught on like, hey, this person's in two schools. Let's cut that off real quick. You know, I got like three classes in at Eastern Michigan and then I had to stop and just complete my BA and then finish four years doing that. And then I took a year off and then came back to Eastern Michigan to fully commit and to pursue, you know, all i all of what I needed to do to be, become a nutritionist.
0: What was the first thing you learned about nutrition that kind of shocked you? So human nutrition is a science-based
1: major. Mm. And my first class that I took um, it was uh community nutrition. And there is a video that we watched of basically eating. <laughs> and I wanna just say like, when you are in a science-based major, depending on what it is, I can only speak for nutrition and you start learning what certain foods do to your body. It pretty much scares you from eating <laughs> a lot of stuff. Mm. So there's this video we watched and it was a guy eating a hamburger. It was like a, uh, I don't even know. Cause I don't even eat at McDonald's, but it was like a, a trip, a double, the one with the two patties, a double double is that, what it, or is that an in and out? that's in and out
0: (laughs) i think is it like a big mac i think yeah
1: there you go big mac um uh so he was eating a big mac and basically it was like um uh they went inside his body like they put a microscope uh down and went inside his body so basically we were watching how the the um The Big Mac digest in our system and the Mm. human body system. And let me tell you, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think, however, since I've watched that video, I can't even remember the last time I picked up a hamburger, Mm. honest to God. I cannot even, and I don't want to like scare people off of, you know, eating hamburgers because I'm all about moderation. You know, like there are days where, you know, I want, like, I was just thinking about In-N-Out, even though they don't have one in uh, Nashville, but you know, there are some days I want to splurge. So Mm -hmm. I'm all about moderation, but that video itself, I was like, oh my God, this is so gross. But at the same time, I wanted to learn more. Like this makes so much more sense now as to why I get a stomach ache, Mm. you know? So I find it really interesting as, you know, as nerdy as it sounds of just the science side of these foods and processed foods and, you know, man-made foods and how it really just, takes a toll on our bodies and it, it's crazy to watch and it's crazy to even think about.
0: Right. I know there's a documentary on Netflix. Is it called like, what do you eat or something? I'm not sure, but I know a lot of what people. Are, yeah. What the hell? Yeah. And I know I haven't watched it, but I know a lot of people watch it and it instantly makes them change. Like their eating behaviors
1: mm-hmm. and
0: eating patterns. So I definitely know that like food, can cause, you know, some some problems, and a lot of our, you know, gastro, and a lot of the di- the diseases that we get mm-hmm. are from food. It's not even hereditary.
1: No, it's not. And if you think of think back of like our ancestors, you know, our grandmas, our great grandmas, and you are from so on, from so on, the diseases we have now weren't even heard of back then. You know, like, and if they were, it was very minute, like it wasn't as big as it is now. United Mm -hmm. States, like the amount of people, percentage of obesity that we're at is just ridiculous. And, you know, I go back to when I was working on my BA, there was this research project that we had to do, and it was pretty much you had to go, you know, you had your partner and you had to go basically do research because it was a cultural diversity class that I was taking. Uh-huh. And you had to go to like certain communities and pretty much see their surrounding area and, you know, how they live and what their resources are and stuff like that. And this was when I was in California. So I had went with my part, the um, person I was part, partnered up with, sorry, um, in class. And I went with my friend who actually lived in San Diego and she kind of like walked us around. I think it was Linda Vista, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Um, So just walking around, driving around, just, you know, doing what we needed to do in certain communities, which is where these high obesity rates are, there are no type of resources as far as healthy anything Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: you know you see on the corners you see liquor stores you see you know um it's been so long ago but you see liquor stores you you see kfc you see all these fast food places you see taco shops you know we all love our taco shops and stuff like that but it's like where is the Trader Joe's? Where's the whole food market? Where is, you know, a place where you can go to to get some really good quality fruit that you're willing to pay for compared yeah. to going to a Rancho Bernardo or Poway and you find Trader Joe's, Vaughns and all that type of stuff
0: everywhere. Yeah, that's true. We know that, you know, certain communities are don't have the right money or resources or the right funding so they're definitely um underserved economically for sure which leads to more fast foods and quick food items mm-hmm. that and that source yeah and then they wonder why all these rates and
1: numbers and percentages are constantly going up you know so it it's up to you know i would say educators and nutritionists and dietitians and just health experts as all like as a whole to Mm -hmm. really be focusing not to say to exit out all other people but to really be focusing on communities like this to you know to see what we can do to provide better in those communities like yeah they may not be able to get to those resources but what can we do to provide those resources for them, you know, even, you know, just like um, if you're on food stamps and stuff like that, like personally, I don't know how that all works, but Mm -hmm. there still needs to be a way to target those specific communities and give them the proper education and resources to gain or start their healthy journey.
0: I agree. I don't disagree with you at all. So you're in school to become a registered diet, dietitian nutritionist, and you've also started your own company, Pete and Nutrition. So can you tell us a little bit about that and what made you want to start your own business around nutrition?
1: Yeah. So, um, really just, Like going back to what I just said, to really Mm -hmm. be able to provide to people, communities, whoever really that proper, you know, nutrition and physical fitness. You know, really, I started when, you know, my mom reached out to me because, you know, she has diabetes, you know, reaching out to me and my auntie reaching out to me and all these people reaching out to me, you know, asking for help. and. that kind of where I'm like, whoa! all these people are asking for help. I might as well just start my own thing going. Cause you know, my ultimate goal at the end of the day is, you know, I want to be able to work for myself, Mm -hmm. you know, granted, I love the job that I'm at right now. Um, but that that's just while I'm in school really, you know, just Mm -hmm. to keep me busy. Granted, I'm still doing personal training outside of that, but not full time, you know, Mm -hmm. um, So that really kind of targeted that, you know, trying to find more ways to help people and to just have my own thing under my belt instead of trying to. And that's one thing, you know, when you're in school, you know, and I always talk to my mom about this, like when you're in school and when you graduate and stuff like that, it is hard as heck to find a job. That's true. Like I struggled with it when I finished my BA and then now just even looking at, not that I'm looking to pursue anything corporate wise in Mm -hmm. health and fitness, but just even looking like, oh, you have to have certain amount of experience, five years experience, three years experience. Well, I've been in school for the past four years. So, (laughs) you know, what kind of experience? So that, that's another thing that kind of played in the factor of it, of just, I don't want that stress of when I graduate to try to go look and search and be in stressful mode, trying to find something else. I'd rather just work for myself, do my own thing, provide and help in any way possible my own rules. And I have to, look, you know, just do my own thing and not have to have any filters on what I do or what I
0: provide. Okay. So what does Pete and nutrition provide? Do you do like meal prepping or just meal plans? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I do a little bit of everything. So, um, I do meal
1: plans, meal suggestions, um, uh, pr- nutritional programs, physical fitness. So like a couple of my clients now, you know, they, I provide fitness programs for them. And I also provide them different meal plans each week. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, depending, well, obviously since, and then since we're on lockdown now, I can't do a lot of the gyms are still closed. So I do like zoom workouts, maybe two times a week, depending on both, you know, party schedules and, Mm -hmm. you know, just to kind of like make it fun and stuff like that. Um, I've also started doing like nutrition counseling too, um, which is really cool. Um, I never thought I've always been a good listener, but I never thought it would transition to being like a new, you know, nutrition advisor listener, I guess you would call it. Mm -hmm. But, um, I really like doing, I really like that aspect of it because it's, it's just crazy how, bad of a relationship a lot of people have with food. And I can relate because I was once there.
0: All right. So nutrition counseling is like therapy for people with bad relationships with food. Like what exactly is that? So,
1: so for example, one of my clients, she's an emotional eater. Okay. So really getting down to the nitty gritty of why you're an emotional eater and an emotional eater basically well is someone who so if they're depressed if they're angry if they're mad if they're whatever emotion they may be going through you know for me i i go work out to relieve all of that an emotional eater they eat whatever is in front of them to kind of to pick from all of what they're feeling
0: makes sense
1: you know so if um if a person's sad you know and they don't obviously they're gonna pick up and I'm you know talking from a client you know they're gonna pick up a cookie rather than the fruit
0: mm-hmm. and my
1: thing is well why pick up the cookie rather than the fruit you all know right. really kind of you know getting the, getting into your mindset of why you chose the red pill instead of the blue pill basically <laughs> you know yeah, exactly um, and it really and it really makes you think like well how come you can't have these two pieces of fruit and maybe like half that cookie oh mm. well i never thought of it that way you know what i'm saying so it's like and you know instead of you yeah we're all sad we all have these emotions so let's def- Put down the food aspect of it. And if you're angry, how about you go take a walk outside if you can? Or how about we do this instead of that? You know, that that type of thing. Really, you know, as a therapist, like trying to get to the bottom as to why you choose to eat these things rather than supplement that in for something more positive. And if you do want to eat, let's work on instead of this eating these whole bag of chips. If you mm-hmm. want these chips, maybe just getting like a little
0: handful, you know, to just stuff like that. So my, minor tweaks, but in a positive direction. Correct. Okay. So what keeps you encouraged on your journey to being a nutritionist and balancing a nine to five? Like what keeps you going? Oh. That's a good question. <laughs> um what keeps
1: me going honestly the just the scared factor of going back to who I was. Okay. So just that really dark moment of time I well I've had a couple of them. You know, just really those moments It has scared me to a point where it keeps me motivated to go every day. It keeps me, you know, waking up and getting after it and constantly just having my mind focused, busy, going. And I think that's another reason why I just keep myself so busy. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, why don't you just focus on your nutrition business and health and wellness business and this and that? And I'm like, well, I'm a very well rounded person. Like, I have to. And I also get bored really easily. So I feel like having a nine to five and then doing my own thing, it keeps me busy enough where I'm like, I don't have time to get bored. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Especially true. if it's too different, like, you know, it's the car industry and then it's health and wellness. That's completely two different things on the side of the board right there. So there's no time for me to be like, oh, I'm bored. I'm ready to, you know, do something else because I have such a creative Mindset, like if something's not keeping my interest, I'm like, oh, okay, I, I want to do something else. But both of these industries right now itself is so busy and and changes every day, especially in the health and fitness world. There's no time for my mind to start second guessing anything at this point.
0: Mm. Have you had any moments where you second guessed that nutrition was your purpose?
1: Oh yeah. 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 um, I think I've had a lot of those moments, but I think really honing in on and it's crazy to think because no matter how many times I try to venture away from it, Mm -hmm. it sometimes it somehow comes back to me. And I'm just Mm. like, okay, you know what? I'm going to just stop trying to deny it. Stop trying to divert away from it. And I'm going to just own it, accept it and work on it as, as best as I can.
0: That's so key. I feel that your purpose always comes back to you when you try to get away from it. So I feel like if it's not, not you, or if it shows up in other ways and forms, then that that definitely means that it's meant for you. So that's that's funny that you bring that up because, yeah, I can definitely feel that
1: yeah and it and it's like I try to like I said, I have a very creative well rounded type of mentality, so I'm always looking for different ways to you know keep my interests or keep me busy so whether it's just personal training or whether it's just doing this or just doing that, like somehow or another, nutrition goes full course like a boomerang comes, hits me like dead in the face. and's like, um, hello, I'm still right here. Let's go. <laughs> All
0: right. What is one positive moment that you've had on this journey that, you know, you just were like, wow, this is meant for me. How I've changed mentally, physically, and
1: emotionally. Okay. Um, you know, just Finally, having that uh, sigh of relief mm-hmm. of oh, this is what real happiness feels like mm-hmm. as a whole. Yeah, you know, not just in one aspect of things is as a whole. And you know, I I promise you, like, because I don't like swearing, but <laughs> I promise to Bob, like, once all that lined up, mm-hmm. like the weight because you know my i've been on like this elongated weight loss journey and like i said in this past year i really you know just found myself and had all those you know points just aligned together and the weight just dropped and like i had kept it off minus you know this this past season of, you know, uh-huh. us being stuck in the house, we're going to uh-huh. just exit that out. You right. know, I've been, I've what, 45, almost 50 pounds down.
0: Yes. Sis. You
1: know, yes. so it's like that moment itself, is like, okay, it gave me that extra confidence of like, I can do this. I got this, you know, because there Absolutely. was a lot of self-doubt. You know, there was a point where I was talking to a friend of mine and she, you know, really clicked it in my head of like, well, if you can't help yourself, how do you expect to help others? Mm. And that was really like. That's a real moment. Right. At first I was like, <laughs> OK, calm it down. First all, <laughs> you need
0: like, those you friends.
1: <laughs> you need those friends that you check in. You do. Your- you do. You know, because it really, you know, I went home that day really thinking like, well. Dang, she was right. Like, if I can't even help myself overcome certain things, how, what person is going to want to come to me and get that advice? You know what I'm saying? So it really triggered that. Okay, Adrian, again, you know, let's get our stuff together so we can, you know, start what you once went through and how Mm -hmm. you overcome it. Let's try to figure out ways to help other people overcome their obstacles.
0: Yes. And there you have it. That's it in a nutshell. So my (laughs) last question before I go into a bonus round where I want you to give some advice to people out there that are looking for their purpose or they found their passion, don't know how to turn it into their purpose. What is the future for you and your nutrition company?
1: Well, my goal future in the next five, maybe 10 years is to be Fully, full time, full throttle, just complete health and wellness of PETA and nutrition and just focusing on helping and encouraging as many people as I can.
0: OK, well, that's a that's a good goal. I like that. And are you going to help all ages or are you going to specifically want to do women? Like, where's your passion align in that? Well, right now it's literally just been women, Mm -hmm. but I
1: would love to be able to open, be open to all ages from, you know, kids all the way up to grandmas, you know, so that, you know, just hitting all aspects and not just weight loss either, you know, just weight loss, weight gain, you know, uh, like I said, like nutrition, counseling, just all aspects of health and wellness as a whole. And, you know, just, you know, if your journey is for weight loss, you know, focusing on what we need to do to get to your your goal, the healthy way, you know, and that's the same with, you know, if you're trying to gain weight, because, you know, and people always look at it like, oh, it's weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. Well, not everybody wants to lose weight. People struggle gaining weight. You know, I wish I had that problem. But, you know, I'm good on that aspect. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there are people out there and then there are people who don't want to do either. They just want to
0: have a healthy relationship with food, but don't know how. That that makes sense. I understand that. So now moving into the bonus round, I'm going to ask you a, seri- a series of questions, and just whatever comes to your mind, you can just shout it out. So, what is one thing that you feel feel helped you find your passion or, and purpose? One thing, I would say, uh, as crazy as it
1: sounds, um, the depression. It really Triggered a lot.
0: What is one piece of advice you would give to a black woman who is in search of her purpose? Don't deny what's in front of you. Mm,
1: and, yeah, and yeah, to and just to go off on that, like we were saying, like if something is coming full circle back to you, listen to it. Don't deny it. Don't stir away from it. Figure that. Figure what that, figure out what that is and take that leap of faith and go for it.
0: Yes. What is one goal-oriented item you do daily to keep you on track with your purpose? Um, working out. So, well, I guess
1: two: working out and meditating.
0: Okay. And then lastly, where can people follow you on social media? So they can follow me two places. um, okay. Adrian
1: Peden, which just literally my first and last name. um, And that's more of like, you know, the physical fitness side of things. And then okay. also Peden Nutrition. And that's literally strictly just the nutrition
0: side of things. Okay. And I'll make sure to link to those in the show notes. So, you know, if you guys are looking to hire a nutritionist and a personal trainer, you are taking clients, right? I am. Okay, perfect. So hope hopefully some clients come out of this. Thank you so much for coming to the chair and sharing your story. Of course. Thank you for having me. Hey, Queen, thanks for listening to the Black Women Unfiltered podcast. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other black queens like you who are searching to hear stories about black women finding their purpose and owning their truth. Find the show. If you want to hear more from me, follow me on Instagram at Black Women Unfiltered Podcast. Also, check out the website at www.blackwomanunfiltered.net. For weekly episode recaps. As always, have a great week.